0: turn the service over to my very dear brother bishop robert hooks please put your hands together for him won't you?
1: praise the lord everybody I said, praise the Lord, everybody. Would you please turn and hug somebody, tell them I love you, no matter how mean you is. I just love you. It's great to see you. Praise God. Let's give the Lord the greatest clap offering right now. Let's give him a... Come on, give Jesus... Is that all y'all can do for him? Give Jesus. Be, please be seated. Let me um, first say to um, your pastors who happen to be two amazing, amazing people. I just I love them. I absolutely love them. Um, and I don't know if you I don't know if y'all are going to like what I have to say but i probably need to tell you just in case you hear about it um, you guys are pretty stuck with me kinda like so i'm just saying i'm just saying so if you see me more often just act just act like you like it You know. Just give me some monitor please can i have some monitor um, i love them very much and of course all of our pastors have been amazing pastor tim Pastor Donahue. Pastor Bruno, and if you were here this morning, you know it was just a profound word that these pastors preach. I came in when uh, Pastor Bruno was preaching great, great message. They told me about Pastor Josh, I have to get the CD and Pastor Robert, of course, and many of these other amazing pastors and leaders. Uh, this is a God moment. It's not a good moment. Good moments come and leave. Is a God moment. God intends to deposit something in you that is eternal. And so let's, uh, let's appreciate what God has done. And let me say to the staff that has been so amazing, the cooks, the, the ushers, the nursery workers, the children's church, um, wow, first class. Give me more monitor, please. Can I have some more monitor? Um, just amazing, just amazing, amazing to me. I salute you. Thank the Lord for you. If Dr. Morocco is watching, um, a great deposit, a great deposit, Apostle. Um, thank you for for raising up um, a great son and sons. and um, Alaska can't be the same. Um, I just want to say hello, Apostle. I love you. Let's go to the word, shall we? Let's go to the word. Um, this is the last night. I'm so excited. I, don't, I tell you, I'm so excited. I don't know what to do. Um, I mean, I got an idea, but it's just ex- it's exciting on tonight. Get your Bibles, please. I want to look at several passages of Scripture. There has been so much said. Um, do you all realize on, the, on, um, on tonight we have... It's ringing just a little bit here. It's a little mid-range that on tonight we have uh, some I, I don't know if you can if you can really appreciate this but you have some real amazing prophets in this house you hear me i mean today it was so heavy and so anointed. i mean it was just powerful to watch god use these men how many of you were in the call out rooms and they weren't fortune telling they was telling what god said and it was just amazing, really, really amazing. Would you please give all these prophets and pastors a great God bless you? Praise God. This is going up, but this isn't. Praise God. So, what you're bringing me up in the house, but not in the monitor. And if you guys can get the monitor up just a, a little bit, okay? So Ecclesiastes, so let's go there real quickly, shall we? There's a few passages that I want us to look at because, I number one, thank you. That's much better, thank you. Um, I don't know if you know this, but God wants you perfectly happy. Yes. No, not, not based on what you think makes you happy. Because some of you have been happy enough to find out that the happiness don't last. As soon as you get what you think made you happy, it gets old. No? Yay? Sure. Um, And it doesn't last, it doesn't keep you where you thought you would be. You know, it just, it doesn't, it's not, it has no, it has no um, keeping power. Being happy, listen, please listen, it doesn't have keeping power in and of itself. But there is a perfect happiness. There is a, when I say perfect, you were created to be perfectly happy. Let me say it again. You were created to be perfectly happy. Let me say it one more time, one more again, one more again. You were created to be perfectly happy. Now, now that we know this, we see it in Scripture constantly. That you didn't have to ask for anything God gave to you. You didn't ask for the garden. We didn't ask for the garden. Oh, yeah, Lord, and can you put that tree over there? Um, let's see, how else are we going to design this? You, you had nothing to do with the design of the garden, period. God did that on his own. He knew what would make the soul happy. He did. As a matter of fact, when he got done with it, he said, that's good. <laughs> that's, that's like, that's good right there. <laughs> You didn't design yourself. You know that, that big old head you got? You didn't, you didn't put that, that, God did all that. He, those hands, you wouldn't know nothing about no fame. This is the reason why I have a problem with Bigfoot. I know some of y'all believe he exists. Maybe, maybe not, I don't know. I'm just saying because there's certain things about Bigfoot that has me very doubtful. I'm just saying, okay? Now some of you got real quiet, some of you mad at me. I seen him, don't be talking about, no that was your husband, I'm talking about Bigfoot. I'm talking about Bigfoot so it's one of your children running around in the back so but the point I'm not saying he don't exist I'm just simply saying <laughs> there's just things that comes when God makes things when he really makes them I mean there's things there, I mean there's there's a functionality of the body now I can say this because we're all adults Amen. <laughs> the Bible said well, that's the Bible said. If you have a barn, and I'm gonna put it, I'm gonna paraphrase it, and if it's clean, that simply means there's nothing living there, right? Yes. Right? Yes. So if Bigfoot was around, there should be some poop somewhere. <laughs> that's what they told me to, to say tonight. But listen, Pastor Josh told me to say that. <laughs> Some people are happy at fictions and myths. They're happy at chasing something they never find. They don't even find real proof. They'll find a hair and they'll say, okay, we checked this hair out and it's not human and it's not a bear and it is not a monkey. Whatever. (laughs) So they will chase after what they never find. Can't cage it and can't find no proof and can't find no poop. (laughs) but they enjoy the chase. They love the chase. They really take pleasure in the chase. Now that happens a lot. Like in scary movies, you see it. People will go up into the attic with a flashlight. We know they're not coming down. They don't know it yet. And why is it always white people that do that? (laughs) You don't see one Negro go up in the attic with a flashlight. Black people ain't going up in no flashlight. If something is moving up there, as long as they pay rent, we're fine. Sorry. We're not going in the basement. We're not doing that. We'll call the Army, the Air Force, anything. Y'all come check this out up in here. We ain't going in the basement. But white people, they go up with flashlights, looking around, see things flying around, and say, ooh, not us. We will leave that house right Put the for sale sign on at midnight. Y'all come buy this house, period. Some of you don't like that because some of you are looking at me like, why is he coming up with the white jokes, huh? Huh? Huh?" I don't mean to offend you, but we're on a chase. We, We like to find stuff to chase after, look at and try to find, then prove that it exists. That's just us. Have you sound and heard people's fairy tales? I, man, I listen, I was out on the boat, man, this little small lake, and man, I caught a fish that was that big. <laughs> have, you, have you ever heard those tales and lies? Man, I was asleep, man, and next thing you know, my great-great-grandfather came in the room, and he just start talking to me. Your great-great-grandfather came in the room and started, how do you know it was your great-great-grandfather? They didn't even have cameras back then. How do you know what he looked like? <laughs> we love to hear stuff that put us on a chase. You want to say amen or oh me? Either one to work. Okay. And it's just really kind of strange how we like inventions. It's just, it's mind-boggling how we like to go places. Now, in, in our culture, I've got several cultures living in me. I have Irish. That's part of my culture. Oh, you got some Irish people in here? Right on. Yeah. I have... Obviously, I'm a little black, so that's not a tan. Well, it is, it's permanent. And uh, I have Indian, I have a lot of cultures in me. So you can't look at me and say, you're a black man. I'm a white, black man, and I am also Indian. So don't even trip on me. The point simply is this. There's different things in different cultures that come up with stuff that you kind of scratch your head and wonder, where did that come from? And in each culture, you have these fictions and myths that have people. You know, say, say you say, what's it, uh, Bloody Mary, look in the mirror and say Bloody Mary seven times, stupid, crazy stuff. And you with a candle or a match saying it does not burn your finger up and everything and you said Bloody, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. We have the stupidest stuff that we have invented to put us on a wild chase to find nothing, but to come up with more lies and build it larger and bigger and make it sound more grand. You wanna say amen? Amen. Somebody said, how did he know I did that, Bloody Mary? I'm just saying, okay? Because some of you don't say Bloody Mary, you drink it. The point is understanding that there's a lot of inventions today. And I wanna talk about inventions. I want to talk about some stuff that some of us are running after right now, right now. Stuff that have you on a chase that is absolutely unprofitable to you, your household, your children, the generation after you. And God has to get you on the right course, get you chasing after truth and not inventions and devices. Amen. So Ecclesiastes, let's read. Remember God wants you perfectly happy Everybody say perfectly happy Shout it out He wants you what? Some of you still upset about the attic thing Come on, get over it Oh my gosh (laughs) Seventh chapter of Ecclesiastics I want you to turn there Look at a few passages, okay? God wants us what? Perfectly happy We're going to have to learn what that is And I understand the Webster Dictionary And all that, I get that but I want to show you some things in scripture because there's a reason why that some of us are struggling with being happy. When God created Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve was not born. They were created. They were created. They were not born. There was no birth for Adam and Eve. They were created. And God created them and put them in a place that God obviously wanted them to be insulated. They understood that everything they needed was right there. There wasn't anything they had to long for. They didn't need no pastor, they didn't need no preacher, they didn't need no evangelist, they didn't need any. They were not having prophet conferences. There was none of these prophetic conferences going on. They were walking, talking with God. The environment was conducive to the happiness that God wanted them to not only experience, but live in. Leave it up to us and we jack everything up. I'm telling you, leave it up to us and we're going to mess it up. Because he put it in us to worship. He put it in us to crave. He put it in us to love and be loved. He put that in you. You're, you're made with that. You have that in you. You're made with the idea and the reality, I want to be happy. It's just we pick stupid stuff to be happy about and to be happy with. Yeah, duh. We do. And we practice picking stupid stuff. We spin on things that brings nothing but a short-term happiness. We ignore the fact that God has already given you what you need, perfectly what you need to be perfectly happy. Now watch the verse we're going to read. You ready? We're going to read several verses. Here's what he says. Ecclesiastics, I love this verse. It's kind of interesting, but it's going to help, it's going to help us understand. 29th verse. Behold, I have found this that God made men upright, but they have sought out many inventions or devices. Let me can I give you some other verses? May I? I'm going to anyway. You might as well say amen. Come on this is the last night you got to like me, okay? Oh my God. Here we go. In Psalms 99, some interesting verses that I want us to look at on tonight, because God is going to deliver some of us from being in love with inventions. Yes. And for the first time, some of you are going to be complete. But hallelujah. Lift your hand up and say hallelujah. hallelujah. Here's what it says. 99 6. Moses and Aaron was among his priests, and Samuel was among those who called on his name. They called upon the Lord and he answered them. He spoke to them in the pillar of cloud. They kept his testimonies in the statue that he gave them. O Lord our God, thou didst answer them. You answered them. Thou was a forgiving God to them, and yet an adventure of their evil deeds. What? An adventure of what? Come on, said Of their evil deeds. Now, here's the translation. Of their devices are their inventions. He was an inventor. Check this other verse out. You ready? You ready? Yeah. Thus they provoked him, Psalms 106, 29, to anger with their inventions. And they pledge broke, and they pledge broke in up on them. Now this, a plague broke up on them, the twi- 30 Night verse. Thus were they defiled with their own works and went whoring with their own inventions. Why would we make something, then chase after it? What is it about us? How can you get a new job and then go to church less? How can you get blessed and then not give God more? I mean, God never blesses you with anything that is going to disrupt your service. Even when you get married, some people they get married and say, Oh, I'm married now. I ain't got to go look for no man." Thank you, Jesus. Now some people come to church are looking for. Y'all want to smile? You know, they do. They even come up to the altar and start saying, and as soon as that guy gets saved, come up and get saved, his hands up, been up. he ain't been there five minutes. And here come one of the sisters, come up and say, oh, Lord, bless him, Jesus. Ooh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, Lord. Bless him good, Jesus. <laughs> he only been saved three minutes. He ain't even said, forgive me. Ooh. My, 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 my. The Lord is a good God. Mm, yes, he is. <laughs> what God? I love y'all. <laughs> Don't laugh like that, Micah. Don't do that. Don't do it, son. Don't do it. You you won't have us all stretched out here. <laughs> You're gonna find that we're in love with stuff, or we are easy to be attracted to things. Even marriage, for some people, have become a distraction from the purpose of God. Wow. You can even work in church and be on your job and be distracted from your purpose while you're working. Yeah. We come up with stuff that is like crazy, that drives us out of our purpose and drives us trying to chase something down that we think that will make us happy. Do you notice that when God, I'm a preacher man, just hold with me. Do you ever notice when God really, really dealt with him, he, he's going to Pharaoh, he said, listen Pharaoh, I want you to, or he goes to Moses, I want you to go to, Moses, uh, go to Pharaoh and, uh, and tell him, I said, let my people go. Pharaoh was going. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Who are you that I would believe you are God? I don't know who's him. I ain't going. Mm, they ain't going nowhere. Moses, remember his first, remember the first thing he did? He takes a rod, right? Throws it down, Turned into a snake. And here come a magician. He comes in, throw his rod down. It turns into all ten of them, turn into a snake. Send up. <laughs> Moses' rod ate every one of them and jumped back. Boom! You know, God is always high and above. But did you not know that the same children he wanted to deliver and he desired to deliver based on a promise of Abraham? Because it was all based on promise, all based on covenant. But did you not notice that when these people got freed and they came out, they seen all of the miracles. They even got over on the other side of the Red Sea, took out a tambourine and started dancing. They they look at they did the Pentecostal shout. And a few weeks later, these fools invented another God. And they took an offering to do it. They didn't just invent a God. No, y'all. We're taking an offering now because we want we want we need a God. Y'all Moses up there. I know he's playing around. He's up there messing around. I gotta get in my perm. Get, get give me some. These fools took an offering. And they created or invented something and lifted it up in the face of God, insulted the Holy Spirit. And they broke out in dancing and singing and drinking and orchies. And Moses is up here hearing from God on their behalf because they did not know how to worship. So they came up with an invention. Come on now. They polished it. They molded it. They did the whole thing, man. They put it in the cast, took it out, polished that bad boy and said, this is our God and lifted up to the congregation. No one had to go through 60 days of any type of course or 60 days of a conference or 60 days of a one-on-one so you can learn. No, no. They automatically knew how to worship that false God, that invention. And God said, I will kill these people. Then they gripped about going back to Egypt. God said, you must think I'm a fool. You think I did all that so y'all can go back? I shut the Red Sea. I didn't just open it. I shut it. I'll kill you before I let you go back. You will lay here dead being a better testimony than you were living if you want to act a fool. And he did it. He had no problem because God has no problem when it comes to life and death since he is the Lord of both. The living in the dead so death don't intimidate him it might intimidate you but it don't intimidate god god wow come on to heaven you want to act up come on just come on up <laughs> they're cry but they get over it after all they got dr field don't worry <laughs> come up but there's so many inventions and so many things that have some of us mesmerized that we don't get it, even when drugs and dope and alcohol, women chasing, building the houses, things that we came up with, we're trying to make it our garden. We're trying to get what we once had through our own hands. This is why it was no problem for them to joyfully give up their goods, knowing that there was a place that's never was it was never built by hands. You're trying to take a finite world some of you and make it infinite you're trying to make earth your heaven and don't understand that this is a fleeting passing thing that's happening so god has to give us something to hope that is beyond this this is the reason why let me tell you something one of the greatest things that will frustrate you irritate you and cause you to be sad is something called t-i-m-e time because you're only listen close to me i want you to catch this because of the simple fact this is where we live we live in a thing called space time there's movement and there's motion but there isn't anything timeless about this lift your hand up and say god thank you for saving me can you imagine ladies and gentlemen right now right now some of you right this moment right now you wish, I wish my marriage was the way it was back in time when he opened the door for me and gave me flowers and gave me candy and told me that I was cute and pretty. And I really wish that it was like that, but he changed. <laughs> <laughs> and you got men that will look at their wife and talk to them like, I don't know what, look at you gaining weight. I don't know, you know, just something about you gaining weight. I, I'm not as attracted to you, you know, because you know, you used to be like a size, you know, three, four, now, you're 24, and I just, you know, I. I'm just saying, I, you know, I, you know, I love you and stuff, but I just, you know, I got this girl on the on the job. You know, she just, she look, she look. Now, if you would have married a black woman, Al, ask Al Green about that. Some women have the grit, ministry. Black women ain't gonna put up with that. You got somebody on the side? Don't worry, I got you covered. <laughs> okay, so one of the things you find, you know, it's only a few black people put their hand up and say, All right. The rest of you said, What does he mean by that? Oh my God. You know, he's just high five, guy. That's a that's a joke. We had something going on up the stairs. So what God does, here's what he does. He begins to show you that your aim, choice and journey of happiness is completely different than his. You're trying to invent something to fulfill something that there's nothing here that can do that. We will only have snapshots, certain movements, certain events. Right now, pastor was saying, you know, I, he, I told him to stop talking because he had me crying because he said, man, I hate that you're leaving. Don't talk right now. I'm going to re- uh, I'll be crying. I won't be in them. Just leave, leave you alone. <laughs> because although we had a great, great conference in a few hours, we'll all be on a plane. Missing each other, longing to be with, with each other, to talk in the fellowship because we absolutely love each other. So time to us, we understand that it has to be used to chase what God wants, because we don't afford, we can't afford to blow it in time, because time holds the decision of eternity. That's why it's so important for those of you that's just fooling around and doing stupid stuff. I don't know. I get right with God when I get when I get when I get old. You know, when I get thirty, then I'll get right with God. Thirty ain't old. I get right with God, now you're 35. I get right with God when I get 45. Now you're 45. I get right with God when I can't put on 501s. (laughs) You guys are so late. You're just late when you lost that cute shape. It's not about that. You must learn to fall in love with something other than your inventions and devices. What would happen right now if some of you lost your iPad? Girl, everything, right? Listen, these inventions that's caused us to just almost go bring dumb. <laughs> if I was to ask you to give me 10 numbers right now, just spit them out. You can do it. Let me look on my phone. Everything's on your phone. You can't even remember your own password on the computer because it's on the phone. So if you lost the phone, you lost everything. Girl, I can't call nobody. I was out there stranded five hours. My phone was off. They asked me, said, can you call somebody? I couldn't think of nobody to call. (laughs) Inventions, if you're not careful, will cause you to forget what's important. And some of us have created inventions. We have man-made stuff. I'm not against it. But when you put that in, allow that to transcend above the principle and the truths of God, you have just put yourself in a dangerous position. And God judged their inventions. He judged the inventions of the idolatry. He judged their inventions, the things that would distract them from prayer. Yes. One man came to me, he was to I me mean, how much money he made, how many millions of dollars he made. 30 million dollars in three years. He claimed that he was a member of our church. And he came and he was bragging, man, God bless me. I said, that's great. Praise God. I didn't ask him what he made. He said, man, he said, you know, you haven't seen me much in the last three years. I said, I haven't. He said, man, in the last three years, God bless me to make $30 million. And immediately something rose up in me. And I said, you mean to tell me our church is suffering? You made $30 million and you didn't think enough of the kingdom to give your tithe, to return your tithe? To give something that was holy, he said, man, that's just too much money. I said, don't worry. I'm going to pray that God deliver you. (laughs) Don't worry about it. God can give you a job that you make a minimum wage. You become that strung out on what you're able to invent, the devices you can make, the devices that you can buy. Are you crazy? Do you know you're dealing with an eternal God that don't need none of the stuff that you and I have? He didn't have it in the garden. What makes you think he needs it now? Our God is after folks that will not make inventions their God. God will judge that invention. Some of you have, and you have invented relationships. You took a date and turned it into a destiny. You're trying to fulfill yourself. You wanna be happy. That's you, that's you, you tell, why do people want me to be happy? Why? Do... You're going out with a guy that is a knucklehead. He's strung out, smoking sick of weeds, he's just gone. And you said, and sitting, trying to introduce, this is my guy right here. The Lord blessed me with him. I better not walk like that. Some of you look strange. This is my guy right there. Hello. This is my guy. And people, don't, they're just not happy. I think they're just jealous. That's all. They're just je- They wish they had him. And they're looking up and said, he don't even have a job. Right. He won't polish his shoes or brush his teeth. He got butter everywhere. <laughs> Cornbread and mayonnaise, mayonnaise in the eye. Sleep all day long. Serious? Wax factory in the ear. Are you serious? <laughs> if you eat moose, don't look at me like that <laughs> sorry guys, sorry yeah. all of y'all eat moose, some of y'all got mad, oh no he didn't some of y'all just turned black, oh no he didn't <laughs> y'all should've, I should have took a picture of some of y'all's neck you said, oh no he did not <laughs> you y'all see that, yeah, just y'all, oh you didn't think you had nickel, it just came out, <laughs> talk about my (laughs) moose whatever you use it in your hair don't worry about it so the idea is understanding that there is stuff that some of us have right now that's a great hindrance you've been tripping over it for years thinking that it's going to bring you great happiness that if you marry that guy that girl and god is saying that's the wrong one don't marry him but he makes me happy but it's not perfect happiness you're trying to find someone that will make you perfectly happy. And the only one that can make you perfectly happy. He gives you the environment to be perfectly happy in. That even if you're in jail like Paul and Silas, you can still dance. You can still lift your hands and say, look what the Lord has done. When you have nothing in your pocket, you're still perfectly happy happy yes you've learned how to be rich and poor at the same time you learn how to be weak and strong at the same time you learn how to have and not have at the same time because i'm perfectly happy in the garden they didn't need a house they didn't need anything god had made everything conducive to what he wanted them to have and instead of them being perfectly happy they found something that would invent a knowledge and out of that knowledge, there would come the grotesqueness of separation because of their disobedience to get it. Understand what I'm going to say to you, and I'm almost done. I'm not almost done, but I'm going to quit. <laughs> the Spirit of God brought some of you to this prophetic conference because He is sick of your inventions, He's tired of you using football and sports. Stop you and to hinder your prayer life. He's done had it with your little games that you play. I'm gonna go. What is that thing that they ride out now? And y'all got this land. God, Lord, help us. You ride out on it four wheelers, five wheelers. What is it? Razors. Yeah, you going to church and now. I'm gonna go raising it. You will polish that boy, wash it. You will wash that joker five times just to get it muddy all over again. But you can't come to church now. You got inventions now that keep you from praying and going to hospital and praying for people. You got inventions now. You got too much doing what you want to do now so you can't clean the church, scrub the toilets, be an usher, work in the children's church. Oh, no, girl, I got too much to do. Ooh, the Lord bless me. I ain't got no time for all that. Mm -mm, Ain't nobody got no time for that. Ain't nobody got no time for that, and God is saying, "Are you telling me that you're putting your invention in front of me?" Look, if I had a camera that just snapshot was some of you so mad you can stick your false teeth on (laughs) me. Did y'all see how quiet it got then? It was so quiet I can't believe it. It was like a rat pen on cotton. I mean, it was quiet. So what God does, he begins to deliver us and help us understand clearly our inventions are not the mark of happiness. Not perfect happiness. God wants you to be. Do you know the reason why that you want happiness? He put it in you. That happiness that you want is God. How you obtain it is a different story. It was this young boy that went to war, Vietnam War. They couldn't find him. The mother panicked. He sent a letter, thought he was dead. She wept, cried, wept. She missed her boy. A year later, someone came to her door hands trembling said we think we found your son she thought it was a dream you found my son said yes and she began to weep with great joy said but we have to prepare you for the condition he's in she said I don't care what condition he's in that's my boy they said well Sit down, I need to talk to you. She sat down and they began to describe his condition. Both of his legs cut off. His arm, one of them was cut off. His hand was burnt. He didn't even have fingers. His face could not be recognized. He was blind. That's how they brought him back to his mom. She began to pray and say, God, I don't know if I can handle this. But I know that you want me to appreciate you for bringing my son home. And in great sorrow, she began to say, thank you, Jesus. He's alive. And when they took her to that hospital and she saw her son laying there with no legs, with one arm, fingers burnt off, His face you can even recognize. In hopes she was wanting him to see her. But he was blind. So she reached over and whispered in his ear, said sweetheart, this is Mama. At the sound of the voice of his mother, even though his lips were burned off of his face and there was just a hole there for feeding. He began to make a facial expression that would now be his new smile. In that condition, he found something that made him smile again. The one thing that I have found after pastoring and preaching 40-something years, I have found that people don't look at God the way the Bible tells them to. And because of that, there is such lack of gratitude. What should be the greatest expression in the world of God's goodness is us. No one should have a good... Listen, there should be fun in no other place like there is in the house of God. We're the ones that deserve to walk out drunk. We should be the ones being pulled over getting tickets because we're intoxicated. We don't need dope and weed and liquor for our high. We don't have to tighten things down and pull things up for attraction because God is our audience and there's no greater audience than heaven. And yet we settle for inventions and then wonder why we're sitting in church with Bibles, sitting in church, looking very good, very prosperous. And yet we lack the happiness that God really intends to give to us. God wants you not just happy, ladies and gentlemen, he wants you perfectly happy. Amen. The kind of happiness that you're no longer depending on devices to get happy. Amen. The kind of happiness nobody have to of by you to get a praise out of you. The kind of happiness nobody have to sing 15 songs that you to lift your hands up. God sees that we're not happy with him. We don't enjoy him. We're not joyfully involved with the relationship. If he doesn't give some of us what we want, we pout for weeks. We're upset. We're angry with God. We can't believe he didn't do what I thought he was going to. The testimonies go, listen close to me, goes down. They disintegrate. And so cities are bound because there's no testimonies are there so little testimonies and they're so inconsistent. If we overcome the enemy individually by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, can you imagine what would happen if the entire congregation say, the blood and hear my testimony? Can you imagine if we were consistent with our testimony, what God would do in our community? But instead, you have drug slingers, slinging dope, jacking up our children, pornography messing their minds up the enemy is drawing them in with pleasure to try to solve the pain and god is looking for a church that will be perfectly happy with him yes. the kind of happiness that want to drive you out it'll drive you out to tell everybody my god is good kate nobody do you like Jesus. Can't nobody hold you, talk to you. Can't nobody lift you, encourage you, strengthen you. God is looking for somebody to be perfectly happy and desire his design for perfect happiness. So you're not running off, scooting off somewhere trying to find your own way, coming up with inventions. As a matter of fact, can we be clear with this? In the book of Romans, it's very interesting. In the book of Timothy, it gives the same language of the people being in love with themselves. Inventions. You got men walking around talking about that I'm a woman trapped in a man's body. Hello. Just because you change something on that body don't mean that you are a woman. If you ain't got a womb, use a man. What separates the man from the womb man is that the man that is a womb man has a womb. I'm just saying. It's not just about that mustache. I seen some sisters with mustaches. That's not it. Sideburns, everything. Good God, feel good now. Uh, good God, Uh, uh. Yeah, all right, all right got that move from Donahue <laughs> <laughs> so you go around all you want to and tell me, well you know I I just I'm having an experience and it's a female trapped in somewhere <laughs> <laughs> male and female the female is the male with the fetus the woman is the man with the womb Adam named Eve, not God. God didn't call the woman Eve. That was Adam's name for Eve. Because she was the mother of all living. You want to say amen? amen? God called them men. That's what he called them. Adam, man. They were both called men. And when God made the woman for the man, it was the womb man. The womb man. So now you have folks that's trying to live off of making their gender, are recreating their physical bodies to become. Some of you don't get upset because some of you sisters, you still in that club too. You're trying to get new hips and new lips and a whole lot of new stuff yeah. to be happy with yourself. Said I'd have had 15 children and everything gone. <laughs> you're 50 years old. Why in the world would you want to have a surgery at 50? 75, what are you gonna do at 75 with your surgery? Sarah didn't have no surgery, cool yourself down. (laughs) God wants you perfectly happy, but he doesn't want your invention to succeed and transcend his. God says your true happiness is going to be in fellowship. God says your true happiness is going to be on your knees seeking him. True happiness is going to be in the posture of worship. You say, I I don't want to worship God. I want somebody to worship me. God said, oh really? You must have it read. Your flesh are turned to nothing. Back to the dust. Worm food. maggot food. Ain't nothing about you that is Eternally to be worshiped. So, what is it that he's doing? Let me tell you what he's doing. God is turning the church upside down, yes. bringing them to a point of total frustration. He's letting people listen, buck you like crazy. How many got at least one person that's buck you like crazy? Jesus, if you let me just meet them in the alley for five minutes. <laughs> five minutes. I want to lay my hands on him, Jesus. Just five minutes, Lord. He's making sure that you have at least one person that bug you. And the reason why he wants all the bugs out of you. He's not trying to deliver you from everything that you're dealing with because he's trying to make sure that your life with him is not bound or based on some false happiness. No, let me give you an example. May I please? I had a woman that was coming to our church, bless her heart, sweet, oh, she's a sweet thing. She was. But we standing up and appreciating. Thank you for so-and-so. Thank you for your cake. Thank you for the chicken. Thank, thank you so much for the salad. And I forgot to mention her name. And after church, she met me at the door like she was the mafia. Boom! Stop me. I want to talk to you, Pastor. Yes, ma'am. And our church is blended. We have a blended church. We, I mean, we've got whites, blacks, Chinese, Japanese, Pekingese. We got everything. We got, we got it. So she's standing and She's standing there. And she said, why did you mention everybody but mine? I said, I'm so sorry. I forgot. She said, I won't make it no more. Now, that's funny, isn't it? But some of you did the same thing. So the idea is understanding. There is a there is a instant gratitude that we want when we do something. Yeah, right. So we become we become the invention ourselves. And we blame people for why we're unhappy. Right. Yeah, I hate that. I hate when people blame me why you ain't happy well i'm not happy so i'm leaving i came to church and i feel like the lord is moving me he's moving me out he's saying take that direction he's moving me he is saying no longer here go there and move out And i'm going you're lying why would you lie on god just say you're unhappy and leave but don't lie on god don't use god as a trap so now in their mind they've invented a voice that's not god based out of their unhappiness or their inability to do things and be happy, to serve God in gladness, not madness and sadness, but in gladness. Because God is not trying to build a church that is going to make you happy. You are the church. Lift your hand up and say hallelujah. Hallelujah. What he's going to do, though, he's going to make sure that we come to a place to where all of the devices, people's appreciation or not, all of their accolades, anything that we think is going to make us happy. I was at the Grammys one time. Man, you should have saw it. Man, I've never seen so many unhappy people in all my life. I mean, listen, I'm telling you the truth. They had on these outfits, these gowns that probably cost $10,000, jewelry, $100,000, $300,000. Man, they look, I mean, when I say sharp, they open up the door. These rides were half a million dollars for some of these cars, a million dollars. They step out, boom, the camera hit them and they sit there. <laughs> They, meant They walked that red carpet. You just knew. And yes, indeed. But you didn't want to go to the after party to see what they were really tripping on. Many of them were so unhappy. Right. They laughed with someone else other than their husband. Oh, wow. If you're so happy while you're drinking. You know what's so funny? People to tell you they're happy and they own drugs and they got they this and I'm not talking about medication that is needed and whatever. That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking some people, they live their lives to get a high. And some people, their high is the lights and the cameras. And you look at them and you just say, oh, my God, they're really missing out on the real Grammys. They have no idea what it really means to be appreciated by heaven. They don't get who's really applauding them, that there's this cloud of witnesses to saying, go ahead, go for it, go, go. Yeah, they don't get it every day is a Grammy for a believer. God is dealing with many of us that have tried to invent things to make us happy. And can I tell you, God is against many of our inventions. When you can take sin and make it legal and the church says, okay, we have a problem. Such inventions. The way I know that God wants me to be happy is because he put a search in me to be happy. I know it. Yes. And the more I am absolutely detached from stuff, the happier I get. Because all of this stuff has a time stamp.
2: Yes.
1: A life shelf on it. Every bit of it. Your hair, hello. <laughs> you look in those pictures and you can remember, girl, I know that don't look like me, but that's me right there. Yes. <laughs> that's me. I'm telling you, that's me right there. That is me right there. I'm telling you, it's me right there. They'll, look, they'll show it to you. They'll show everybody in the house. Girl, this is what I used to look like when I was 18. I was brutal, would not I? I was brutal. <laughs> I was absolutely br- I was gorgeous. I was, I was brutal. <laughs> they'll brag about their figure and everything else. And so many years later, all of a sudden, they understood what happens with time. Blood goes thinner. Wrinkles come. Well. You start losing your hair. Yeah. Start going gray. I know something that ain't your real color. You know I've been... A- we know you use stuff, okay? But then we start doing stuff once again, thinking that if we can go ahead and replenish or redo, then we can be happy with ourselves. And God is saying, listen, have you talked about Mother Teresa? She was happy, giving everything. One guy bragged and said, this tie that I have costs $700. And Mother Teresa said, do you know how many people I could have fed with that? Her happiness was completely different. She was completely detached. Do you know how many of you sitting here right now, you're so attached to the stuff you have? If God told you to give your house, you couldn't do it. Yep. He told Abraham, split, leave it. Good, You got to go. He said, okay. He didn't even know God. It's so funny. God talks to me. He, he don't even know God. He don't even know him. Abraham, leave your daddy's house. Okay. He just leaves. Leaves his community, everything. he that, All of the environment that he knew and loved, he leaves it and happily takes the journey. And here we are. We're so attached. God told me to give my first house away. No hesitation. The Bible was so real to me. We have to stop reading the Bible like it's a fairy tale. And it's just good for them. I love hearing about David and Goliath and what God did for him, but I want to know what God will do for me. And sure enough, God started dealing with me about stuff. Mercedes, 550s, giving them away. BMW, 645, bad boy, bad convertible. God said, give it. I said, cool, I'll do it. I can't can't even remember all this stuff. It's something about when you're detached, when God speaks to you, it's not even an issue. When you are in love with those inventions, money is an invention. Wow, Bank of America, all that's an invention. That whole system, it's an invention. All of it. When you start falling in love with that stuff, before you know, when God speaks to you, you're saying, you've been praying. Speak to me, Lord. Speak to me. Speak to me, Jesus. (laughs) Speak to me, Jesus. (laughs) He says, give $10,000. Satan, the Lord rebuke you. (laughs) It can't be God. I rebuke you now. Get behind me. Behind me. We're so in love with inventions. We're so absolutely in love with it. So what God is doing, he's going to show you the kind of happiness that if you have nothing that everybody else has, it's okay. I've got joy deep inside of me. He's my perfect happiness. Lift your hands up and say hallelujah. 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 Throw your hands up and say "Hallelujah." hallelujah. That's why some of you are unhappy. You're unhappy because you want everybody to be your perfect happiness. You're trying to take something finite and make it infinite. That's why you're upset with your husband. Because he he keeps changing. He's made to change. Duh. He's supposed to change. You're going to change too. Everybody changes. There's only one that don't change. And we know who that is. So no need you try to stamp somebody and make them the way you you want them to be in your mind. Well, it's just not the way I used to be. I think I'm going to trade him in and get a 2015 model. That's not the way it works. We married each other to change with each other. Amen. Because that's coming. And you can talk about that woman all you want to. Well, she gained a little weight, so did you. Your chest used to be up here, now it's down up in this area. Don't, don't be tripping. You don't need, you don't need to talk about her. Sisters, I'm trying to help you, you better say something. Sisters, you better say something. In closing, I'm not done, but I'm going to close. And you all know I can close up to 15 times. (laughs) The Spirit of God put you in Alaska so you wouldn't fall in love with the inventions. And let me tell you something for the church. You listen close to me. God is going to judge our inventions. Some of you have invented stuff to keep from serving Him. You have... Relationships, that are inventions. I went to one church, Wednesday, right? Revival was off the chain. Sunday night, blind eyes open. Monday, deaf ears and blind eyes open. Tumors disappearing, amazing. Wednesday night come, church jam-packed. Sunday, it was okay. Monday, it got larger. Tuesday, it was jam-packed. Wednesday, it was like 30 people. I asked the so pastor, I said, what happened? How do you go from 500 to 30 people? He said, oh, it's bingo night. Bingo night? <laughs> <Really>? B-I-N-G-O? <laughs> now, see, I want to say some things, but see, some of you get too offended with me. Because I'm, I'm like raw. I'm like raw. That's why I preach on Boaz. I'm raw. Oh,
2: <laughs>
1: he had some cousins. Yeah, he, <laughs> he had some cousins. Boaz. <laughs> Mike Murdoch, cut it out. <laughs> because here's the gig. Here is <laughs> here's the gig. You're going to bingo. You just saw the blind eyes open, tumor fall off somebody's face, come off somebody's face, deaf ears unstop, and you're going to trade that for an invention? Uh-huh. Do you know why I believe God is pleased with you all this week? Because you showed up. You didn't let one invention stop you. Some of you just simply put on the record on TV so you could look at it when you get home. Okay, but the point is not that. (laughs) That's not the point. Pastor Robert told me to tell you that. So, I mean, I'm just... Some of you so bound by inventions, and God has to free us from the inventions, how happy would we be if we really depended on God? Can you imagine the dancing in this place? Oh my! Now, some of y'all are already a little crazy. No, not crazy. You're crazy. So some of you already coming in with that glare in your eye. Praise God! Hallelujah! You know, you already come in, You don't. You don't got that anointing from Pastor Daniel. Pastor Daniel comes in and dances right in the back. Hey! You know, he'll come and just stand right there. We, we came in the other night and just went, hey! And if you mess with him too long, he'll run on you, boy. Just knock everybody over. He, he ain't praying. He gonna praise Jesus. And some of y'all have that same DNA, so you come in. But then many of you, he ain't worthy for that. You're still worried about some invention at home. Some invention on the job. It interferes, it clouds your mind, it eclipses your praise. Wow. And I'm telling you, God is gonna deal with the inventions that stand between him and you. Yes. Like for the first time, some of y'all are gonna break loose tonight like a maniac. You gonna praise God like you lost your mind. Is there anybody here I'm talking to right now? Am I talking to somebody in this house? Now, for real this time, this is my second close. I'm closing for real this time. Because some of you, I know some of you are thinking, the beans are burning. We're going to deal with that. The Spirit of God is going to reveal himself in Alaska like you have never seen in your life. He is going to give land to some of you. He is going to uncover He is going to give you the kind of prosperity that is in, it is crazy. It's like insane. This is the beginning of something that's going to happen in this church that is going to be so miraculous. People are going to scratch their head and wonder what did you do? And you'll be able to say, I'm just happy. I'm not just happy. I'm perfectly happy. No one that picks on you takes your joy away. Nothing that goes wrong. Because some of you get frustrated over anything. Oh, man, I just got through. Oh, my God. I mean, you just got through speaking the tongues in the prayer class and get out and start cussing. I can't believe this. Michael Wayne, my God. And heaven. God, why? And you blame the devil on everything. Girl, I was putting on my nightlands. And, I, and then it just ran. Came I said, Satan. <laughs> ran up my leg. The devil is a lie. You took out that fingernail stuff and put on this. (laughs) Back in the day, in in our culture, in in one of my cultures, (laughs) back in the day, they didn't worry about no dialogue. Man, they went in and got some of that chicken
2: grease. Boom.
1: (laughs) You couldn't hinder their praise. Knock off the ash, boy. And I've seen some of them come to church like they had been kneeling down in flower. Get up out the this <laughs> 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 But they came to church. <laughs> they came to church, man. They didn't care what they looked like. One lady come running to church. Hallelujah. Her wig was turned the wrong way? am She is really freed from inventions. I mean the back was right here. (laughs) I would go like, wow. There was a time people didn't care the way that folks do today when it came to them and getting in the presence of God. Some people are too cute. They will spend more time putting on makeup than they do praying. More time doing their nails than they do reading their Bible. We have so many inventions that hinder us, and we're looking to be happy with it. And God wants to free us from inventions. Hear his invitation. Get freed from inventions. They sought after inventions. How can you have this God and trade him for inventions? I was a little boy, well, I was 14 years old, and I had been reading about these people that fast and pray and cry out to God and all this, and the results, the miracles, and on and I, just, I was overwhelmed. I read the story about a man of God that went into a closet and prayed 21 days. And I said, God, whatever it takes, I'm going to do it. So I got into this closet. It was after the first year of going to church, walking to church every single day day 15 miles there 15 miles 30 miles god was dealing with me about being perfectly happy i didn't know that i didn't know that i understand it today so go into our house and there's a closet there and i'm doing exactly what i saw in the book what i read took a pillow gallon of water and went in there and shut the door I told my mom told my brothers and sisters don't disturb me if it's possible can you all use the other door to go out I've got to hear from God stayed in there for weeks in and out was during the summer thank God no school the only time I got came out is going to the restroom then I go back in and would just lay there and cry out to God I cannot explain why God gave me this appetite other than the fact that he wanted me to learn perfect happiness In an unhappy world, in a world filled with inventions, that's always looking for something to entertain. Some of you will let God touch anything but your entertainment. If it is a choice between your tithing and your cable, the tithing is going to have to wait. You're so in love with inventions, you cannot think being without this, that, or the other. And God is saying, what are you talking about? You're breathing my air. I'm giving you the ability to breathe it. And you're going to trade that? Lift your hand up and say, God, I don't want to be unhappy. I want perfect happiness. How many of you know Jesus is perfect happiness? Yes. Yeah. The one thing that stuck with me was that woman that had a daughter that was a demon-possessed and went to Jesus and begged for his help. And Jesus said something interesting, said, listen, healing belongs to the children of God. It's their bread. And she said something, listen to what she said, but even the dogs eat the crumb that fall from the table, the master's table. Listen close. The reason why that I know that there is perfect happiness is because if there is a crumb to be happy, there has to be a loaf. If there's a desire to be happy, then there has to be perfect happiness. And inventions can hinder you from going to the one that is perfect and saying, Lord, I tried to get Jerome to make me happy. And it did not work. I'm tired of being bound by their love. That was the whole thing about the virgin birth people. People, people, people. That was it. How can this happen? She said to the angel Gabriel. And then he began to describe about how the spirit of God would come upon her. And how that the power of the Almighty One would rest upon her. And then that thing that's going to come, that what is going to come through you is going to be holy. And then she said something I love. She said, okay, be it unto me as you said. In other words, when she said, how can this, she's saying, I've never been trained by the pleasure of a man. Listen close. Never. And we have been trained by the pleasures. And yet we think we're going to birth something that is God. And it's not going to come out of inventions. It's not going to come because you found somebody you think that is going to take the place of your sorrow. We're going to have to cry out to God. Some of you, it's been so long since you've cried out to God, you've almost forgot. We bring you to the altar and you stand and look like this. It's though you think that praise is supposed to make you feel good. Worship don't even belong to you. That's the reason why he told them, said, I want them to go out into the desert in Exodus. They need a festival. They don't know how to worship me. They're so detached. They have no idea. If I leave them, if I allow them to worship me the way they want to, the only thing they can do is invent something so I've got to go out to the desert with them. I'm going to have to show them how to worship me. And God is doing the exact same thing with some of you. You've worshipped your children, because some of you are bound right now with children worship. You are a child worshiper. I just love them. You're supposed to enjoy them. You're supposed to... And he knows you got bad problems. Mom, don't You might be worshiping, but he ain't. I shouldn't have said that, huh? Hey, listen, this is my last night. I'm going home. (laughs) Text me or email me. I'm cool. (laughs) In other words, here's what happens. We get so overwhelmed. We can't even bring our children to the house of God consistently. Because the affection, we use them as an excuse. Well, it's kind of cold out there. You're in Alaska. Hello. of so God has to begin to help us rightfully and in a godly way take our children and lift them like Hannah and give them to him and you'll find joy. I know one lady she she really I mean like she was like out there. She brought her children all of them in church she had like three of them she brought them in she said Pastor said I need you to lay hands on my children. I said okay something wrong she said I need my children to know God. And she looked at me. She said, I'm not going to be around long. I need impartation now. I need you to pray for my children. I started praying for her. I mean, it broke my heart that she said that I wanted to counsel her. and say, why are you saying something like that? You're, you're too young to think like that. She said, no, I'm not going to be around long. I said, well, I, I don't believe that. I, you know, I'm, in my mind, I'm doing the pastor thing. The devil is a lie. The dev, don't let the devil. I mean, in my mind, I'm going, like, where is that coming from? And she said it again. She said, "My children are not going to be around long. I need something to happen now, so that they'll remember later." Prayed for these kids. One was five. The other one was seven. The other one was like nine. And they fell out and had an encounter with God right there and laid there. You you can tell when children are faking. (laughs) these children were out I mean out the last one I had to pick up after we talked a little bit I had to pick up the oldest one and take them out and put them in the car so she can go to work months later she was at home her oldest went in wondering why mom went up mom had died went home to be with Jesus her brother takes the children this is years later now years later they come to church, and I will never forget, I didn't even recognize who they were. This is years later. The youngest one now is, I don't know, 16, 18, whatever it was, and they all come in and they sit out. I still can't recognize them, and they are worshiping like crazy. I mean, they are, people, when I say worship, like for them to hear, go ahead, turn it up a little bit. For them to hear him play like that, tears streaming down their face in this, they were deadlocked in worship, you could move them they worship, I don't care it was absolutely, I'm going like where did these kids come from during the sermon they stood up most of the time doing the word worshiping, thanking God for the word the altar call, they were down praying and weeping over people, I don't even know who they are they come to me after church and here's what they said my mom knew she was going to heaven said you don't remember us, I said I don't She said, We're the kids that you laid your hands on and had an encounter with God. And said, My uncle and them took us into their house and they were drug addicts. And they did horrible things to us. And they beat us. And they yelled at us. And said, The only thing that stood out in our minds is what happened that particular day. God is real. God is real. The mother knew, I'm leaving and I've got my babies. They have to have an encounter. Some of you won't even let your children have an encounter. It's cute, Jesus. Jesus is real. We will give them toys and inventions to distract them, not realizing that as a child, believe it or not, Jesus grew. Lift your hands up and say, God, I'm tired of these inventions. Lift your voice up and say, I'm sick of it. I, it, We spend more money on vengeance than we do on the kingdom. God, deliver me from this invention, this addiction of stuff. Put your hand up. What does it profit a man if he gains the oil? what? And loses what? Yes, you can lose out with God when you're in love with an invention. I need a few of y'all in this place that's sick, of, that's sick of this whole invention attitude. Get on your feet now and throw your hands up and say, God, I'm here to seek you like I've never sought you before. My point this is my point you get the opportunity to worship and some of you won't open your mouth yeah. talk to your god it's your moment it's your moment verbalize worship your god your God. Is there any worshipers in this house? Is there any worshipers in this house? Is there any worshipers in this house? our moment what's, what's going on? Come on, it's our moment. I don't want to have to tell you what to do. I don't want to conduct you. this is our moment. One of the saddest things ever happened in my life is that I had to preach a funeral of five children whom I loved so much. The mother was in the coma. they were killed all in the same day. All five children died, members of our church. The mother and the father survived. Breaks my heart even now. It's very difficult to talk about it. But I want to help you with something. When the mother came out of the coma weeks later, and she was told that all five of her children were gone, the night or that morning that they died, they came in, one of the girls came in and said, Mama, we're going to die today. Mama said, don't you be talking like that. Got upset with her, and just a little while long, just a little while later, she brought him and said, "Honey, just don't talk like that. I can't live like I can't live without you. No, you can't. You know, don't talk, Mama. Don't want you talking like that." They got in the car. They go to a football uh, practice, and on the way, there was a high speed chase. Police officers chasing this particular vehicle with three young men. It hit the truck, and when it hit the truck, it drove the truck up and all of the children flew out. Seat broke, everything flew right out of the truck. Four of them died instantly. The last one, little Carlos, died a little later. They call me on the scene. I'm looking at these children. These are my kids. These are members of our church. They're members of my heart. And I'm looking at these four bodies laying on the ground and I'm, my mind is trying to adjust. This can't be real. I'm having to go tell the father after he comes out and come to himself and his ribs are broke, he survives the crash. And I'm having to say to him that they're all gone and he can't even grieve right because his ribs are cracked. He can't take deep breaths to weep. We have to wait another week or so. He just, he said, all five, he said, God didn't leave one. I said, son, no. all gone nothing broke my heart worse than he said to me he said there with the lord he believes something he believes something time has taught some of you one thing and that is that everything that you think makes you happy is supposed to last here on this place i got to the mother and her uncle and I had to go into the room and break it to her. And when she heard it, she wept. She couldn't hardly believe it. Then, out of nowhere, out of nowhere, she started singing the song. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Then she started singing can believe it if you can use anything lord you can use me take my hands lord in my feet touch my heart lord and speak through me if you can use anything lord you can use me why would a mother sing that but she sung it again you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. All of my pain. You can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Take my hands, Lord, in my feet. Touch my heart and speak through me. You can use anything, Lord, you can use. Who says that out of their pain? Unless they are detached. I've made a decision To follow Jesus your hands up and tell them now, would you please? I've made a decision to follow Jesus. I've made a lifetime decision. Follow Christ Say it with me again. I've made a decision Some of you need to do that tonight Follow Christ. You can take everything, but my mind is made up to follow. complaining stop complaining you tell him if you can use anything lord you can use take my hands lord and my feet yes touch my heart god and just speak through me if you can use anything This is the time for real worshipers. Come up to the front all over the place. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Take my hands, Lord, and my feet. Touch me. Touch my heart, Lord, Use anything, Lord, you can do. I want you to lift those hands up as worshipers, as worshipers, as worship. Make room, there's plenty of room. There's make room, make room. Come on in. Alaska's gonna change because we're not bound by inventions. We'll make them, but we won't fall in love with them. We'll be create, we'll be creative. God's given us brilliance, but not one device. Will we allow to eclipse our praise? Bless me with homes. Bless me with land. Bless me with it. I appreciate it. Thank you. But there won't be a land. There won't be a house. There won't be anything that will hinder my service to you, oh God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Open up your mouth. Let those tears roll down your face. God's breaking some stuff right now. We trust you with our children. We trust you with our lives. We trust you with our spouses. Open that mouth. Release, come on. Your faith. I don't want, I don't want to have to conduct you. I am I trust you with all that I have all that I can ever be with my happiness I lay it at your feet I want to trade it for perfect happiness complete happiness oh God no one has ever given me the joy that you have no one has ever given me the peace that you have nobody's stopping you from praying nobody's stopping you, no one is stopping you no one is stopping you as a congregation to crying out to your God I'm not going to depend upon inventions to heal my children if it works fine, if not, you're my healer I'm not going to separate anything, God that you've ordained to be an answer to be my healing, to be my deliverance I give you my life, my life, my life, my life. Hallelujah. In my mind. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, let go. The Holy Ghost is all on you right now. Hallelujah. destroyed now the shackles are falling been broken off of you right now hallelujah, hallelujah. is the best thing that ever happened Jesus is the best thing that ever happened Jesus is the best thing that ever happened to me Jesus is the best thing that ever happened Jesus is the best thing that ever happened Jesus is the best thing that ever happened to me yes he is yes he is Jesus is the best thing that ever happened. Jesus is the best thing that ever happened. Jesus is the best that ever happened to me. Do I have a witness up in this place? I said, do I have a witness up in here? Come on, say it with me one more time. Jesus is the best thing. Jesus is the best thing that ever happened. Jesus is the best thing, yes, he is, that ever happened. Jesus is the best thing that ever happened. I want to hear you sing it. I want you to sing it. I want you to sing it. Keep the beat in there. Real simple. You ready? Sing it. Jesus. 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 Yes, yes. Oh, 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 say it again, come on. Jesus is the best thing that thing ever happened. Jesus is the best thing that ever happened. Jesus is the best thing that ever happened no time will you tell Alaska he's the best thing that will happen to you love your voice because he's the best thing that happened to you Jesus is the best that best that ever happened Jesus is the best thing that ever happened Jesus is the best that ever happened to me if heaven was never promised to me it's been worth it all there is something that's breaking in some of you now Your life from this moment forth will not be bound or anchored in inventions and devices. It is going to be Jesus. I pray in the name of Jesus that God will grant to you the boldness to declare the word of the Lord. And with great signs and wonders you will not be sluggish and slothful you will not be easily irritated and frustrated but with great joy serve God and with great joy surrender to God and with great joy you will preach with great joy you will teach with great joy you will witness With great joy, you will worship. Parents need to give your children to God now. God, I trust you with my babies. I love them, but I trust you more than I trust myself. You're going to take care of my babies. With great joy, I lay them at your feet. I'm not going to let what I birth hinder me from serving you. I'm not going to let who I love stop me from loving you. Rip me off of my praise. Rip me off of my service. Rip me off of my giving. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's not going to (laughs) happen. Go ahead, use this moment to surrender. Let that pain go. Let it go. Let it go. Let the pain go. Let the disappointment. Let it go. Let that heartache Surrender to him His anointing is on you to free you You gotta feel it, I know you do I know you do, I know you do serve you in joy I bow down in joy this anointing is owners right now lift those hands and tell him, I love you with joy Joy, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is a sovereign moment. Hallelujah. I love Jesus. I love... Hallelujah. to say he's my savior ready he's my savior he's my oh my my oh how he loves you he's joy lord you're my joy i want you to sing it like he's your joy you're ready come on you're my our king. Great is our king. Mighty is our king. Awesome is our king. I trust you. Tell him I trust you, oh God. Ooh. Oh, my, mind. Oh, my, mind. Come on, praisers. Come on, worshipers. Oh,
2: my,
1: my, my, my. Let go go of that language of yours Let that Holy Ghost language go He's all on you I don't know how some of you can even stand Here's a moment for you Worship him come on, you might as well press heaven is pressing on you you might as well go ahead and say God, I'm going to enjoy this moment Hallelujah! I'm not ashamed to praise you I'm not ashamed to lift my voice up I'm not ashamed to bless you God And break up all pride
0: we're here to bless you
1: use me God don't Go tell use me God I mean it I really mean it I really want to be used by you use me God good times and bad times use me I'll preach for you I'll sing for you I'll witness for you. broken hearts right now right this moment right this moment say with me hallelujah Hallelujah. say it again hallelujah hallelujah oh lord oh lord we praise you You ready? We're gonna go home in just a few moments. Yep, and say hi. Some of you know this song, so simple. Have thine own way, Lord. Sing it. Have thine own way. You're the potter. You are the potter. I am the clay. Your heart while I am awaiting, yield it and steal. I want you to listen very close to me. I just want to pray with you. This is that moment that nothing matters but Him. We had to travel many journeys to get to this moment, a lot of pain to get to this moment lot of disappointments to get here to where it's time to detach i went through something many years ago that was so painful couldn't sleep for days this is no fairy tale the holy spirit showed up in a farm in my room i'm very careful when i talk about the holy spirit i fear and respect him a farm as i tried to sleep after several days went through something very horrific The pain was more than I can bear. And when he showed up, this is what he said to me. He said, I want you to pray the prayer of detachment. I'd never heard of that before. He gave me three simple prayers to pray. And when I prayed those prayers, I immediately fell into a deep sleep and woke up three hours later, refreshed like I had just gotten saved. Everything lifted. I am aware that inwardly we can attach ourselves to things that we love, to our own harm. We must allow God to help us love right. Make sure your love is healthy, that you're not worried and overwhelmed and stressing and making decisions out of that. But you literally love to the point of prayer, love to the point of trusting God and not leaning to your own way. Because if you will, You're going to find yourself being happy with Jesus. Fully happy with Jesus. So I want to pray something very simple over you before I sit down. Real simple. Are you ready? Father, there's no way that in my own strength, my own ability, that I can just do this. I'm praying the prayers that I believe you want I release my life my dreams my hopes I release everything into your hands I lay it all at your feet and I say to you you manage it tell them that again you manage it give me the wisdom on what to do when to do and how to do help me depend upon you more i really love you no i really do lord and i want your will in my life and today with uplifted hands i surrender i'm not going to resist you another day not another moment i want you to know i'm fully satisfied with you thank you for sanctifying me thank you for for saving me thank you for for loving me and lord lord i trust you you. all the way i trust you you. now i want you with your hands lifted up like one voice i want you to open your mouth across this auditorium and you begin to rejoice that God has given you the grace from this moment forward. If you're a musician, if you're a singer, you'll never love the song more than you love who you're singing to. You'll never love an instrument more than who you're playing for. You'll never love preaching more than who you're preaching for. It will always be, I love you more than what I'm doing because everything that in anything I can ever do is all because of you. So you lift your voice up right now and you give God the craziest, wildest, ridiculous, praise right now. It belongs to nobody but him. No one but him. wants you happy young lady with the stripes what's your name baby Alexan Alex he wants you completely fully blessed and happy no wondering no insecurities just him your past will not dictate it Nothing you've suffered through will dictate it where you feel you have failed will no longer dictate it Just his love for you In jesus name Do you receive that? Okay. Now I want you to listen why there's such an anointing On this house This is the moment that we're going to give It's not my offering Nothing this is a holy moment to release and to give and detach from and to give. Some of you pastors are going to give wildly. Others of you are going to be like, oh my God, I have, I've never felt nothing like this. This is that moment. You listen to me closely because I'm going to release you to get your offering. The spirit of the living God is on us to be world changers. know that verse we read that God loves a cheerful you know what it actually says in the root in the Greek of that passage here's what it says God does nothing without the giver because he loves a cheerful giver everything that you will ever do in Alaska will be based on God using you not to take, but to give. And there's an anointing on us tonight to do record-breaking giving. Hallelujah. Now, a few moments ago, some of you were, rejo- you were rejoicing. Now you're starting to calculate. You're missing it. <laughs> if you start calculating, then you're still attached. Yes. I want you to understand what I'm saying to you. This is record-breaking tonight. Tell me what I said to you. No, no. Tell me what I said to you. Record. This is a record-breaking anointing tonight. I don't care if you have given ten or twenty or thirty thousand dollars. That's fine. There's nothing that's going to happen like it is tonight. There is a record-breaking anointing. Now you have to know when it's like this. When there's a record-breaking anointing. There is also a record-breaking blessing financially. They come together. I have no gimmicks. None of these prophets or pastors have any gimmicks. We have no gimmicks. We don't have black blessed socks to give you. We don't have no no prayer cloths. I'm not against that, but some of you have so many prayer cloths you can make a quilt. We don't have gallons of oil and blessed water. I'm not against it. If that's what God told me to do, that's fine. We have nothing to give you. Listen, the only thing we have to give you, listen close to me, and it is the holiest thing you will ever get from us. Listen, it is this moment to release you. This is what we're going to give you. A moment to release you in your giving with a detached offering that says it is sanctified for this reason, to bless the kingdom. I feel strongly that there's many of you that's supposed to give a $1,000. I feel that very strong. And anybody that knows me, Pastor, Josh, anyone that knows me, no, I'm not that kind of a guy because it's not about us getting anything. Here's what it's about. And this is the truth. I would come to this church and preach, this is my life, at our church, I don't give salary, nothing. I, it's not my gig. I don't preach for money. I preach because I'm in love. I'm, I'm being honest with you. I am in love. I'm in love. I'm in lo- You can't stop it. You can't block it. I'm in love. Money does not manage and dictate my reach. If your pastor called me tomorrow and said, I need you back. Can you buy a ticket and be here? We don't have anything to give to you. Guess what I would do? buy the ticket and get here when you love right money does not dictate you dictate to you what to do lift your hands up if you hurt me so listen very clear and closely to me this is your moment there are 30 people here if you would just do it there's two of you that can write out of 5,000 There's 30 of you that can give 1000 That's not the issue. It's will you joyfully do it because if you don't, you might as well keep it. Because God is looking for joy in this house. I was with one guy and here's what he said to me. He said, all you preachers want money. I said, you don't say that to the bartender. You just simply drink your drink. You don't say it when you're picking up a prostitute. You just do your thing. Don't play with me when it comes to money because money is not my vice. I give it way more than I get it. I'm blessed because I give it. I live to give. That's just my gig. That's just my gig. When I was in that closet for 21 days... The one thing that I heard God said to me over and over and over again wrote it down in a tablet that can look through the crack of that door little light and I wrote it down again and again and here's what the Lord said I'm going to bless you to give Robert I was 16 when someone gave me my first house and property I immediately signed it over to a widow woman that had nothing for her and her children I have testimonies back-to-back of how God has blessed me to give. I'm telling you that it's the anointing on this house. You're not takers, you are givers. Say it with me, I am. Say, I am anointed. So in the name of Jesus, those of you that's going to give that thousand, you might as well look for something crazy to happen with you. Those of you that's going to give that five, you might as well say, wow, God, it is amazing that I happen to have that now during this moment. Nothing you have is an accident. God collectively brought it together so he can just enjoy you giving it to him and detaching yourself. I look at some things on TV and I grieve because they bleed the people. It's always about the dollar with some of them they really don't care is always God said for you to give to me why don't they ever hear something about God said for you to go to your local church and give to that ministry why is it always them I care about the local ministry I want you to reach the millions Alaska hear the word of the Lord you shall be saved so this church every dime is coming here this is about what God wants to do with you, how He wants to open up other churches, deploy other ministries and ministers. Lift your hands up and say, "God, use me." <laughs> Come on and tell Him, Lord, I'm going to enjoy being used. So I've got to pray because if we don't pray, some of you are going to hold on to something that's not yours. That God collectively made sure you got that check, that you have that in your bank. God made sure that you would have that amount. And I'm telling you, it is going to mess you up in your own conscience because you know it's God dealing with you. Some of you is 500. You need to do it. You get your best. This is that moment. Father, this is an anointed, sanctified moment that we respond to you. If there's someone that can give 20,000, hallelujah. If someone can give more, praise God. But we're going to give what you have caused us to collectively have for this moment. We're not going to be afraid. We are going to obey what you put in our heart. In Jesus' name. Now, when you go back to your seat, I don't want you to distract each other. Did you hear me? I want you to turn around and respect this moment. You can greet each other in a few moments. Go to your seat and get your offering and prepare it. Don't
3: look me over Waiting for you
1: broken I want to be used by you Ooh, I feel an anointing on you all My God I want to be
3: used by you
1: won't be used I need by Okay, the ushers, thank you so much
3: Don't look at me over waiting for you broken
1: won't be used by you. Pastor Josh there is something happening in this house these last days that has made history. How many of you sense the same thing? Something happened, didn't it? If you're a spectator, if you're from the tater family, <laughs> agitator, horn tater, horn tater, get it? We can't listen to you. We can't let anything dictate to us but God. Now, if you don't have anything to give, smile. Act like you got a million. But don't let your posture change. You rejoice. Amen? I said Amen. God, even tomorrow, let them bring finances to this church. I just decree that people will call. People will call and use their debit cards. And your debit cards are something you can use if you need to. Put that on the screen about the texting or whatever that number is 77 something to something, something. 77977 to give. Give that way. But don't you miss this moment. Did you hear me? How many of you heard me? Okay, I'm talking too much. I'm distracting you. Okay, sing, Pastor. Where'd you go? You changed. (laughs) Holy moment. Let me give you a few moments. You have a song? You have a song of worship? Sing, son. We know you're not Elvis, but sing anyway. I love this young man. There is... A financial breakthrough for you that is extraordinary. Several business people are going to attach themselves and begin to do things for you. They're business people. Shh. They're business people, but they're going to attach themselves. It's going to be extraordinary. Yeah. Yeah, there's buildings and things need to be done. Things need to be refurbished and whatever. God's going to put the money right there. Even your gift tonight, whatever's in your heart, whatever's going on in your thinking, much or small, God is going to take that. It's a seed. Something's happening in the spirit for you, sir. Amazing. Are you all ready to give? This is how we're going to do it. I know they normally pass the buckets. We're not doing it tonight. We're not going to do that. You're going to get up, bring your gift lay it on the altar in a few moments you will hear the voice of your pastor you will leave it on the altar and you will stand there for a moment, listen very close Shh. very close you will leave your gift on the altar and worship because it's all a part of worship amen amen come here baby You to sit right here. I don't know how far you've traveled, I don't know, but I gotta tell you, this is family. Though you might miss folks and all that, this is family. And the Lord has something very unique that He's gonna do for you in these coming months. That's gonna be very, very unique for you, and it's gonna be the prayer that you prayed. I saw him opening up some doors, not because you're already smart and witty and all that. That's not the issue. You can, just, you can just do it. If it can be done, you'll find a way. But God's going to venture. I'm telling you, he's going to put you in a place to where he's going to open things up and he's going to so blossom so quick, It's going to catch you off guard. And you'll need the wisdom that they have. Be careful. Be careful with gentlemen's you're a woman and you're pretty. I'm glad you're not ugly. It's hard to prophesy with people that are ugly. But you just want to prophesy that God has straightened them out. You guys come on. God, when I tell you I serve my dad, every Friday I took my dad. My, I've got pictures on my phone who my, my dad is white. He's a preacher, he adopted me. I can't go into the whole story. I served my dad. Every Friday, I would polish his shoes. I'd take all of his shoes out, polish his shoes, because I knew he had to preach on Sunday. I didn't know what he's going to wear. He never, ever had to ask me to do anything. It was done. If he thought it, it was like I knew him. I made sure I knew his pace, what he liked. I knew everything about my dad. Everything. I knew his schedule before he did, almost. I loved my dad. When he, my dad died... I went to North. I went to Nashville to meet my dad when he died. Somebody shut that door, please. My hair isn't blocking the, the weather. <laughs> when my dad died, I've got a kid brother who I who he's an amazing young man, great preacher. But when my dad died, listen to this. My dad put his mantle on me. He prayed the mantle on me. Because he loved me that much. The love they have for you transcends. They want the blessings on them, on you. And on your family. And you need to stop worrying about them because God is reeling them in. Yes. So you need to stop stressing it. There's not a brother, not a sister, not anybody, cousin, nobody that God can snatch them in. It's all good. What you're doing here... You're putting something in a heavenly treasure that is so intense that years from today, you'll be able to draw from it because you're making your deposit now. Always feel appreciated because you are. They don't have enough. Do you know what happens with us when we have kids? Here's what happened when we, because we love them. The more we give to them, the cheaper we feel because we always want to give them more. And that's how they feel about you. They always want to give you more. When you love, that's what happens. You just, man, I wish I could have given you more. No, that's fine. I can't believe you didn't. No, I want to give you more. And so there's a cry for you to have more. I really mean that. God's going to do something. Father, your anointing is on her. There's no way, there's no way that you can bless the head without blessing her. She is unique. She is greatly loved. appreciated. She's that daughter. Now you're going to take care of business with her family. You're going to do what she can't do. You're going to answer and they're going to respond to you. I ask you to touch those that are afflicted in their body. Those that are struggling with sickness. Give them a miracle. I don't want one person to slip into eternity without knowing you we thank you for salvation coming to her home in the name of Jesus shout all over this house are you ready? holy giving everyone rise like a choir you all are the craziest bunch of people I, I just love it Pastor Daniel, thank you for inviting me I'm gonna miss you I'm, that's you I'm gonna miss you too but I'm gonna miss you and you and you and Trent and uh, <laughs> miss you I'm gonna miss you no moose burgers <laughs> Bring your offering. The holy moment. Let's bring it together all over the place and stand in worship. Next voice you will be your pastor. Here I am, worshiping you. Let's stand in worship with it. Stand in worship with it. Stand in
3: worship with it.
1: Stand and worship. With it. receive from us our very best we will never give an offering that is mediocre mediocrity is simply the best of our worst and the worst of our best we refuse we really love you for helping us to detach knowing that we're living in a passing world that there is nothing lasting but you we enjoy living you want us to You want us to enjoy life. You want that. But you never want us to eclipse the reality of our purpose with some invention or something we do or have. So we joyfully submit. We joyfully submit, oh God. Use us. Build churches, homes, all of that kind of stuff. But we will never put anything in the way. Never put anything between you and I. In Jesus' name receive our offering we give it with great joy we give it in obedience we give it father not because we can afford it we give it because we actually desire and it's joy for us to give for a purpose that's greater than the time that we just live thank you for using us thank you for the extensions thank you for dr morocco thank you oh god Thank you, O oh God. Thank you for King. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for your anointing. Thank you for all the extensions and the pastors, all the needs being met. We're believing you, God, for this ministry to have just I mean, literally 15 million just to start off with some things. Thank you for those that you are bringing into the church. Saved, delivered. We really, and I want us to pray for Dr. Morocco right now. All over this place, I want you to open your mouth. Hold him up. And First Lady Morocco, right this moment, they're touching the world with the gospel, unafraid, bold. What an amazing man, God. I'm honored that he's in my life. I'm honored that I know him. I pray, oh God, I pray, oh God, more and more extensions, more and more favor. Thank you, oh Father, we thank you right now we respect and regard and love Dr. Morocco and Mother Morocco, we love them. Now bless them beyond anything, God, that they have ever seen. And I know that's a lot. In Jesus' name. And everybody say. Last thing we're gonna do is pray for our pastor. You ready? Let's pray for him. Pastor Josh, is he in here? Prophets come quickly. It's yes. where's Karen? Where's she is she is she going? Okay, we want to pray. She went to get food. She's always taking care of us. Thank you all for taking care of us. Thank you for my chocolate chip cookies. Thank you. Appreciate that. You should have brought more, but we leave that alone right now. Some of you got a little cheap with the cookies, but it's okay. I appreciate you. This is my friend, my brother, father. Yes. It has to be overwhelming at times to, to know all that he's, <laughs> to look at what he's doing, need to do. I thank you for wisdom that's not his, but it belongs to him because it comes through the Holy Spirit. We pray for him that you guard him. He's not a robot. He needs prayer. He's a man that loves you. Pray for the family, God, that you would meet not every, not just every need. But God, I pray that it would be so and that it will exceed anything they ever thought. I know I know they're living the dream and it's great because they love them some Jesus. But on this evening, I pray God for such a revelation and insight. He wants nothing more than he wants you. I thank you. I want you all to stretch your hand toward him for a moment.
0: Would you come, please? (laughs) Reach your hands towards the heavens. Let's end this marvelous weekend prophetic conference. Seal it all up in the blood of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Truth be told. If you never did another thing for us, you've already done it all, God. Yeah. We love you. Gracious Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank go ahead. Bless your people. Cause your face to shine upon them. Lift up your countenance towards. Be gracious to them, keep them, and give them peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We love you. God bless you. Revival continues Wednesday night, 7 o'clock. We hope to see you. Praise the Lord. Please be sensitive to... What's happening here is we're going to prophesy over